Welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. Joining me as always, he is the co-host on the West Coast. He is the famed, the fortuned, Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. It's already been a week since we've done this, and now we're doing it again. And we'll do it again next week and the week after. <laughs> I was gonna say Maybe that, not the week after that. We'll see. It, Scheduling and all. That, 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 that does seem to be our... Our trend, right? You know, every, you know, we're no Kevin Huntsberger with his 315 consecutive weeks with a podcast. We're not there yet. We're 40 something. Mostly this 40 will be something. 48. Yeah. Look at you. It's like you had that number ready to go. Well, I do the graphics every week to the show, so I know what the number is because I put the number on there. And All right. But we should say that's Kevin Huntsberger's My One, Two, Three Cents podcast. Get the plug out there in case anybody wants to go listen to Kevin talk because I'm on this week's episode. So yeah, they should want to go and listen to it. Indeed. And I say this week's episode as if you're listening to this episode on Thursday, Friday or Saturday that it drops. I am on episode 300 and whatever his show is. 315. I told him I still produce all of the, or I mean not produce, but I still collect all of the episodes of all the shows and uh, upload them. And Kevin has expressed interest in learning how to do it. He knows that my uh, my life's going to become a little bit more hectic here in a few months. And Kevin, we will get together and, and eventually and find some time to do a, a little training seminar. Um, but I told him, I said, uh, this was after episode 314. I said, hey, I'm sure you're aware, but in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a little episode with some glass breaking, uh, and that's the bottom line for episode 316. He says, I'm already working on something. So I don't know what that is. Well, that was probably the Broken Skull beer that uh, I'm sure he was downing at the time that you were talking to him, or whatever the Steve Austin-themed beer is that is put out by some company. I don't know if Kevin actually had a plan for the podcast, it's it's beer drinking is there. <laughs> a I know exactly what the beer is. It's a uh, uh, Broken Skull IPA from El Segundo Brewing Company. I've never had it. I know Kevin has, and I think he's talked about it uh, uh, on on a previous episode of uh, Wrestling Under the Influence. Um, but we're not here to as much as we love Kevin. We're not here to talk about his podcast and put it over. We're here to talk about. The most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I, I chose this topic for this week because I know you had put out something on Facebook right before Thanksgiving about questioning your uh, or quizzing your son on finish the carol lyrics. Yeah. And you said he did well. And I just want to say you're a horrible, horrible person because no one should be doing Christmas carols before Thanksgiving. Actually, before December 1st, actually. That's my cutoff for, and thankfully this episode comes in December 3rd. So we make, we're, we're into the time frame in which it's acceptable. I, so yeah, the, that particular post you're, you're referencing, I, I asked my, I said, I said, let's finish these lyrics. And I said, have a holly jolly. And he said, Christmas. And I said, it's the best time of the, and he was filling in year. I don't know if there will be snow. I said, but have a cup of, and he said, coffee. <laughs> and I said, that's my boy. <laughs> oh, he didn't go a cup of haters? 
No. A cup of haters here. No, he said cup of coffee. Uh, so, uh, he's, you know, of course his, his birthday is December 23rd. So he's, he's right in the thick, uh, of, you know, the Christmas season. And I don't know. We, there not, we didn't go like, you know, full, leave all the Christmas lights up all year round. But I believe there was one particular holiday decoration that we just couldn't find a storage place for. So it's been on the wall since January. Don't judge me, uh, Chad. Well, I mean, at least you have things on your wall. My apartment walls, I've been in this apartment for four years. They are bare as the day that I moved in. But I have several pictures and stuff lying around the bottom of the flo- of the wall that I've just never hung up. I we have friends of ours who have uh, picture frames, and the the running joke for years is they've never actually put pictures of their families in the frames. They're on the frames are on the mm-hmm. wall, but it's like the you know the uh, uh, brand. It's like whatever. Uh, family was in that photo frame is on their wall mm. and i mean like you that's know, the way to do it they're married they have two kids you know a, a nice little family put, put up your own no they haven't got around to it or at least the last time i was yeah. out there with, with the pandemic i haven't seen them in a while but that just makes you look like you have friends actually i think i'm gonna try that idea let's just go buy some frames have people already in them and then i'll make names up if people ask who they are then you're going to have to keep them all together. Anyway, Chad, we're not, we're, we're getting <laughs> off topic. Um, yes. So Christmas music, Christmas carols in particular is the topic for, uh, this episode, Chad. You, you, you called yes, it. it so I'm going to let you lead it off with a, what, aside from my random Facebook post and with the, uh, 2020 pandemic that we've all been enduring, you know, trying to bring about a little holiday cheer early. Earlier than normal, I have shared a few random uh, Christmas carols, Christmas holiday favorites. Uh, what yeah, my my thought was, you know, maybe not doing a, a like a top five or favorite carols, but more in the discussion of the carols. Of I guess, do you listen to Christmas carols? Do you like the Christmas music? Do you how soon into the Christmas season when you walk into a store and you're hearing you know the same song for the 80 billionth time. Do you like, Oh my gosh, stop. I, you know, go back to regular music. So let's start there. Are you a fan of Christmas carols in general? I am. I am. Uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because years, years ago, 20 years, 20, no, 28 years ago. Anyway, when I was a wee lad, uh, mom made, uh, my sister and I, uh, both or my sister and me, let's be, grammatically accurate, uh, take piano lessons. And the only songs that I ever really knew how to play on the piano were like Christmas, old Christmas classic sheet music, the Rudolphs and the, you know, things like that. And I didn't play them very well. I played them one handed. Um, you know, if, if you've, I'm sure most people uh, listening to this have seen the, uh, uh, you know, Merry Christmas or Charlie Brown Christmas or, you know, whatever, when, uh, Lucy is, reclining on the piano and she's talking to Schrader, Schroeder, Schroeder. Schroeder. Thank you. Uh, and she says, play the jingle bells. And he plays very, you know, beautiful piano piece. She says, no, you know, the jingle bells, you know, Santa Claus and ho, ho, ho. And he plays one that more sounds like an organ. And then she says, no, you know, jingle bells. And, 
and uh, Christmas princesses or whatever. And he goes, dink, 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 dink. And you just know uh, that's the that when I used to play the piano, that's what it looked like. It and sounded like, unfortunately. Right. I'd say that I also took piano lessons and the only Christmas song that I could play is the song. I think it it's called home for the holidays. And I knew the first three lines without the sheet music. And if I toyed around, toiled around on a piano today, I might be able to peck them out some more, but yeah, I just realized that seven years of piano lessons and I can play a CD. That's about all the <laughs> musical talent that I have. Uh, as for going into stores, I, you know, the, the joke is, oh, well, you can see Christmas stuff in, you know, in stores while there's still Halloween stuff. And that's not inaccurate. Um, the, then, you know, it's, I, I, I'm fine with that. I, I get over Halloween pretty quickly. And so I'm all right with, you know, Christmas music you know, and Christmas decorations and stuff, you know, tr- working their way in and taking over. I have no problem with that. Well, I mean, you have to get past Thanksgiving. Like, we can't just be skipping holidays or c- c- for consumerism. As much as I am a red-blooded, happy capitalist, um, <laughs> no. We respect the laws of the calendar. Well, the the problem is, if you and I under, I understand and appreciate your stance. However, if you are like we put up Christmas decorations last night or yesterday, you know, our we strung up all of our lights. We had put up our uh, brand new inflatable twelve foot Santa Claus, which. Of course, we had one gust of wind, and based on its position, now has a hole in it from the gutter. So uh, that'll take some patching, or, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't. But uh, you know, you have to prepare these things so that you can get to work on decorating as soon as Thanksgiving's open or uh, over. Yeah, over. Yeah, that's why December twenty-six, when everything goes on fifty percent off sale, you go out and you prepare for the next year by buying then. Then you have all your stuff. Chad, what if what if you don't have a ton of storage space, Chad? Hey, then you don't need a lot of decorations because what are you going to do with them when you take them down? Well, that that goes back to my previous group of people who just leave them up all year long. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't. Look, I love Thanksgiving. I do, and it was really weird to have the Thanksgiving we had where we essentially were doing like curbside. You know, to go from, you know, Thanksgiving for my mom and dad where we went and picked up all the food and, all right, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you when we see you. Um, but, uh, and I, I, I love certain aspects of, of Thanksgiving. You know, there's, there, Thanksgiving has all, all the ones you need it has family, food, football, and, uh, free time if you're lucky. But Christmas for me, it, it I'm, I'm a, I'm a Christmas nod, man. That's why the story that I'm, Eventually going to write is going to be around Christmas season. <laughs> uh, I'm working on chat. Get off my shit. Um, okay. No, I can. I mean, I think you make a decent point of preparation, but uh, I'm still going to say no. It's, it's <laughs> Thanksgiving. But anyway, going into carols, I am, um, you know, I, I, I have like a week of 
time, a time frame being it's W E E K, not W E A K. Um, but a weak tolerance, I guess, of hearing the same Christmas songs over and over. And so for me, I like, I mean, there are, um, there are classics that I enjoy, but I'm more of a, um, I guess the, the non-traditional Christmas songs mm. or the ones that you want, that you don't hear all the time, I should say. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know exactly which ones you're talking about. Uh, um, you like those Jeff Foxworthy Christmas songs? Oh, yes, yes. And Grandma got ran over by by a reindeer. And, which, um, speaking of repetitive, I have to tell you this story. I believe it was towards the end of 2010. I don't know, 2000. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, I had I was working at the radio station, and I'll t- talk about Christmas music at that radio station here in a minute. Um, but I was working there and I had to work Friday night and run the board for a high school basketball game. And I had to work Saturday afternoon just for like my regular Saturday shift. And in between that time, I had to drive up to, um, uh, at the time I was in the JCs and I was going to be the new incoming president uh, of our, of our local chapter. And so there was like a big president's retreat or something like that where you can learn your leadership, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you can tell I got there after 10 o'clock and left by 10 in the morning. I don't really <laughs> I drove up there and didn't get a whole lot out of it. But the entire way up there, literally driving from Salem to, I believe it's Neoga. Yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, it, it was hour, hour and 45 minutes, something like that. I listened to one Christmas song, Chad. And it's off the beaten path, so I think you'd appreciate it. But I wanted to get the lyrics down. And it was Robert Earl Keane's Merry Christmas from the Family. I've never heard of it, so... Oh, Chad. It's the best. They talk about getting drunk and smoking cigarettes and Feliz Navidad and can of fake snow. It's it, it, it getting going to the corner store and getting some tampons. It's, it's, it's a thing of beauty, Chad. I will have to um, say that I'm going to check it out and then probably never do. Chad, I'm going to send you the link as soon as we're done recording this. Um, you know, I out here in L.A., <laughs> one of my uh, favorite musical venues is a place called the Hotel Cafe. It's a very small, intimate place. And uh, obviously this year they won't be doing it, at least in the traditional sense, but they would normally do a two- or three-day run called the Ho Ho Hotel Cafe Christmas Benefit Shows. And it's basically every artist gets 15 minutes. Normally they have different artists every hour from, like, I think it's like 7 o'clock to till 11 o'clock every night or 8 o'clock till 11. And for the Ho Ho Hotel Cafe portion, they would do 15 minutes each. So it's basically a lot of acoustic, just get up with your guitar and, uh, you know, do your, do like two or three songs and then move on. And, one of the best performances that I ever saw was a guy named Austin Hartley Leonard, who um, has a couple of solo albums, and he's also in a band called Broken Anchor. And he got up and did the – I know there's a song that we're going to touch on probably towards the end of the show that it seems to be the new Christmas classic that repopulates every year. But in my opinion, the greatest 
Christmas song in the history of Christmas songs. Um, this guy got up, did a, a, a version of Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. <laughs> and it was amazing. So I, I, are you familiar with the Christmas in Hollis? I'm familiar with the original. Yeah. Christmas in Hollis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar uh, with the cover version. Yeah, no, I, I mean, unless you saw him do it live, I don't think he would have been familiar with it. But uh, yeah, and th- that came off. There's a series of uh, um, benefit albums called A Very Special Christmas. Um, they did three, and then they had a 25-year anniversary special. Uh, the first two are the only ones that I'm overly familiar with um, because those came out in, I believe, like 90 one and 92 uh, back when I was listening to music on a more regular basis. And if you have not checked them out, I would recommend it. It's, um, you know, a different popular artist taking, giving their spin on a Christmas classic. And I, I, I have to pimp out the very special Christmas two album just because it has one of it's actually the only one that I have, but it has three, my favorite songs next to Christmas and Hollis. Um, actually there's four. Run DMC comes back with another song called Christmas is, which is good, but not, it's not Christmas and Hollis. And then, um, uh, Debbie Gibson does a version of sleigh ride. Very upbeat, um, song boys to men do a song. Uh, if my computer would load up the, Tracklist. It's called The Birth of Christ, which is a nice acapella song. Hmm. And then just because the main reason why I'm pumping this album, pipping this album out here is because uh, there's a song called Christmas Time Again, and it's done by Extreme. And if you listen to the Wonder Why podcast that I do over on Positive Cynicism, I try to work an Extreme reference into every show. Chad, this is not Wonder Why over on the Positive Cynicism podcast network. You don't have to shoehorn in extreme mention in every episode. I'm glad you did. I know I don't have to, but <laughs> it just felt like with this topic, it was right there. It, it, it wasn't a far out reach or, or stretch to get it in. That's fine. Whatever. So, so I'll ask you then, um, other than the Jeff Foxworthy's and, and the, uh, well, I guess you already said what your favorite, um, non-traditional Christmas song is. Oh so yeah, so I, uh, I here's the thing, and, and this is what listening to the song, it's a four minute song, so this is what listening to it for an hour and forty or whatever minutes will do is, I listen to that song about three times a year now, uh, Robert or Earl Keane's Merry Christmas from the Family, and I still laugh, I get a chuckle out of it. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge huge fan of like the classics, you know, give me give me the uh, the standards, you know, that we all grew up on. Um, you know, the, the Sinatra's and the, uh, uh, Brenda Lee's and, you know, the rocking around mm-hmm. the Christmas trees and Jingle Bell Rock and, uh, Bobby Helms, Jingle, uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Um, I've also, you know, it, it, it twice now, both uh, in, in December. In fact, one time I believe it was the day after Christmas. Uh, twice I, I've taken my wife and we've seen the Trans Siberian Orchestra. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I enjoy that twist on, uh, on, um, you know, the, the classic Christmas carol, uh, 
genre, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you mentioned acapella here a few moments ago. The, uh, uh, of course, now they're, they're going to slip my mind. They're not the pentatonics. Um, they're, it's an acapella group. Is it the group? Hmm? Did they do the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego theme song? No. Um, they do, they're, they're one of their hit songs. They're, they, oh, what in the hell is the name of that? It's an acapella group. It's kind of got the, uh, Andy Bernard Cornell vibe because they are from Mm -hmm. Indiana University or University of Indiana. Uh, they're, I, I think their the biggest hit, if you will, is the Twelve Days of Christmas, where you know they change it up, and and then at the end they actually sing a, a, a different version of Toto's Africa. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, and now uh, I'm completely m- uh, missing. I will. I, I straight no chaser. Straight no chaser. Oh, okay, I've heard uh, of that. That took me a long time to get there. I apologize, <laughs> folks. Um, at, at one point, I had typed in 12 Days of Christmas, and I didn't even know how to add, you know, finish the Google search to find the information that I wanted. So Straight No Chaser is, and they, they have, uh, uh, obviously, you know, the, the more comical twists, but they also have some very nice, uh, you know, traditional-sounding Christmas carols as well. Uh, there's another one you mentioned, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes. Brian Seltzer, Seltzer, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. He was the lead singer of the Stray Cats. He has for like the last nearly 20 years done a Christmas tour every year called, uh, I don't know, it's probably called Brian Setzer's Rocking Christmas Tour or something similar to that. I saw it a few years ago. And yeah, it's, it's he puts that Stray Cats kind of uh, big band 50s rockabilly sound, m- mashes them all together and, uh, it's really fun, and I would recommend checking out. I think they've put out a Christmas album as well. I I want to throw a couple more at you. I, I don't know where we're at, where yeah. where we are at on time, um, but plenty I, of time left. Plenty of time left. I know you're not a fan of grunge. I mean, we we've had. I, I mean, it's. I just downloaded the new Soul Asylum album, so I don't know if they're considered grunge, but that's the only band from that era that I still will listen to. Uh, there is a song. Now I'm blanking, and and '90s kids, I I apologize. The frontman for Stone Temple Pilots. Lane, uh, that wasn't Lane Stanley. That was um, awesome podcast. You're right, Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland. Uh, yes. He had a he. First of all, he. You know, you listen to STP and you think, okay, well, I know that sound and I know that singer, but he could croon. Like, he had a crooner voice and he actually put out a Christmas album. I don't know if you're aware of that, Chad. I was not. Uh, so he he put out a, a Christmas album um, that had some, some very classic, um, like, uh, oh, uh, all right, give me a minute. I'm going to pull one up. Uh, vamp for me. All right. Well, I will put out, I will mention another album that just came out. It's a new album. And, and I, again, if you listen to the Wonder Why series, or um, I think I've mentioned it on other podcasts as well, 
I am a big fan of the Mickey Mouse Club that came out in the late 80s, ran, I believe, from 89 to 95, 96. Um, I prefer the, the pre-Justin, Britney, Christina era, mainly I, because I was off in college by that time and didn't really see those episodes. But the Mouseketeers um, from all seven seasons of the show, minus Britney, Justin, and Christina, uh, just put out an album called Why? Because it's Christmas, and you can find that on your streaming platforms, and it's a collection of your traditional um, Christmas carols um, with a different Mouseketeer singing on each song. So I would recommend checking that one out. It's no Scott Wheeland, I'm sure, or Scott Weiland, but... So vamp enough for you. Yeah, perfect. In fact, a little too much, but that's all right. Uh, you can you can pull up the individual songs. I don't know if you can actually find the album somewhere. Um, he, okay, so there is an album. It's called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, released on Soft Drive Records in 2011. Uh, and this is, by the way, on Stone Temple Pilots' official YouTube channel. But here's a, a little taste of Scott Weiland's Winter Wonderland. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening in the lane? Snow is listening, a beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in winter wonderland. Gone away is a bluebird, here to stay is a new bird. So you get, I think a lot of people hear that, they don't realize that's the same guy, you know, from Stone Temple Pilots. Well, that's the, you know, the measure of a good singer is a versatile style and being able to match it up, which is why Weird Al Yankovic is probably the greatest musician ever to have lived because he can do any style. And speaking of Weird Al, I don't know how this song slipped my mind up until this point, but if you've never heard The Night Santa Went Crazy, it is probably, I take back what I said about Christmas and Hollis, that the night Santa went crazy is the definitive Christmas song that everyone should be listening to this <laughs> holiday season. Uh, I've got another, hey, let's go back to your, uh, bread and butter, your roots. Uh, and that would be, uh, hair metal. Chad, you, you're familiar with the, the, the metal, uh, hair metal band, Twisted Sister. I am. Did you know they put out a Christmas album? I did. Well, can I play? I, I've seen one of the videos that they put out for that. I, I think it was Silent Night. Well, how about? is very repetitive from there. Uh, definitely not uh, the Nat King Cole version, which, you know, I again, I grew up on the uh, uh, Latin uh, Adeste Fidelis, but I, I can say that because, you know, I, I'm cultured. Um, we, we mentioned appropriate times for Christmas music, and we kind of got off on a tangent, but when I worked at the, the last radio station that I worked at, they had a very structured way of bringing about Christmas music, and that was, you know, like some radio stations – like in St. Louis and whatnot, it's, you know, day after, actually it might be November 1st and it's 24 hours of a Christmas, of Christmas music. 
24-7, you know, through Christmas. And that's that's going to wear a lot of people out. So what they actually did is it'd be like one for the first week after Thanksgiving, it was one Christmas song an hour. And then for the, you know, and then building up from there. And you didn't get to 24 hours of Christmas music until Christmas Eve, I believe. And then, you know, you had two, two days of that and then it's all gone. And that's probably the way that it should be because, again, you get too much Christmas. I mean, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Amen. You want to spread cheer. You want to make people joyful. But by a certain time, you know, when you've heard Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer 87 times in the last three days, you're like probably, you know, on the same side as Cupid and Comet and Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and Donner and Dasher and saying, Rudolph. Take a hike. We don't need you here. And and how how I, I think it's very fitting uh, and, and good awareness by Mariah Carey that she knows that she's relevant one time a year anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she actually put out on her uh, Twitter or Instagram. It was a video immediately after uh, thank or Halloween, and it you know went from a haunted house kind of through an empty hallway and opened up a door, and it's her in a very Christmassy setting, and she says, "We're almost there." And you know the her big hit music starts playing in the background. So she's aware of, of uh, where she's at in, in pop culture anymore. Yeah. Her and Michael Buble, they come out once a year and then we put them back in on January 1st. And you actually got to Mariah Carey a little bit sooner than, uh, than I had anticipated. Cause I was going to say, we need to talk about Mariah Carey, but we're out of time. This is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.